When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Yardy, joined by Scotty White here with you Monday, November 29th, as we head into Tuesday. November 30th, and man, this is uh, one of the best uh, feeling shows that we're probably going to have ever done. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've done a couple of Michigan uh, going to the Final Four and going to national championships in basketball, but this one, man, it just feels a little bit different. Scotty, what's going on, man? How you doing? I am feeling great. Um, yeah, I'm still on cloud nine after the win on Saturday. Um, I've been waiting for this moment since I was 11 years old, um, and I could not have pictured it going any better than things went on Saturday. Um, the fact that Michigan has a game this week, I mean, it's just such a different feeling, a great feeling. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing amazing. Yeah, man, I am fee- I'm, I'm on cloud nine, man. I have been all weekend. Yep. It's, it, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I didn't let myself really believe it until the the end there, to be yeah. quite honest with you. Uh, probably a, a Jabo sack uh, mm-hmm. to, to cause the fourth down was when I, it really sank in that it was really yeah. about to happen, man. You were you were there uh, in the big house and mm-hmm. watching it all unfold, man. I could feel the energy through the TV, man. Just, just describe what it was like in the big house on Saturday. Oh, my gosh, dude. It was it was absolutely unreal. Like, I thought that the wa- the Washington game, the atmosphere was awesome there. Um, but I've I've never experienced anything like Saturday. Um, I mean, after every play, um, you know, even if it's just a seven-yard run for Haskins, everybody's screaming, hugging everybody around them. Um, 
it was just loud every single play. Um, they had the false start count up on the big screen for Ohio State. Um, so that got the fans going, pump it up. I know the the blue by 90 guys, they love oh, yeah. that. I don't think I I don't think there's been more than like five minutes where I haven't been singing that in my head. It's just been stuck in my head since Saturday. Um, but yeah, they played that probably like 20 times. Always gets the crowd excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you make it out of the field? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. With about once, uh, once, once Haskins got the fifth touchdown of his day to put Michigan up 42-27. That's when everybody was like, "Wow, this, this, this might happen." And yeah, started pushing our way down. I, I got on the field and it was totally packed, especially from the student section side. So I was on the field for like 10 seconds, but I just wanted to touch the field just to say that I could touch the field. But, but yeah, absolutely, that, man. Why would you, if exactly. I was there, I would have been on the field. There's no question about yeah, it. It was crazy. Yeah. People were like starting to like get off the field and they're like, all right, go back. I was like, no, I'm getting on the field. It had to be done, man. Uh, yeah. Start to finish. It, it was crazy. I, I loved what I saw uh, from you know, the, the fans, like we said, I was pleasantly surprised with how little red I saw in the big house yeah. on Saturday. I don't know if you, you know, if, from your vantage point where you were, you know, looking around it compared to years past, man, it was, it was a great showing for Michigan fans. And mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I really do think that that matters. We, we talked about it going into this, that the big house hasn't hosted a game like this 2003, maybe, but probably the biggest game since 1997. And, Ultimately made a difference. You could tell the Michigan players were feeding off of mm-hmm. the crowd. I think, you know, that's what it looked like anyway. I mean, it was loud. Five or six false starts on Ohio State, yeah. a couple of fumbled snaps. I mean, it was I mean, it was crazy in there. And that's what college football is all about, Scotty. Yeah, like that that best. is the atmosphere that that can actually impact the game. That that's what I love so much about college sports. I mean, I think I think I saw Joel Klatt tweeted something similar, but like you can't watch in my opinion, the NFL yesterday and college football on Saturday and tell me that, that the NFL is better. I mean, and yeah, no, the, the stadium definitely played a role. I mean, I was at the game in 2019 and the game in 2017, and it was just felt like a normal game those two years. But this, from the beginning, you could just tell that, that it was just different in there. And it definitely, yeah. definitely made a difference. No question about it, man. And quite honestly, setting the tone uh, was the big – Big thing of the game, I, I you know, Michigan yeah. gets the ball and they put a great drive together, man. A, yeah. An incredible drive capped off, obviously. Uh, great Josh Gaddis called the little Statue oh, of Liberty awesome. reverse that they ran, yeah. you know, uh, to to Henning there. That was uh, truly, truly what a way to start, man. And I loved that. And that was a kind of a theme throughout the game is Michigan, they, they set out to do something, and that was run the football. They knew they could run the football, but they also did a couple of different things. The the reverse there, they ran the the flea flicker. Nice yep. completion to, to Sandra Still. They took a couple of deep shots, one to Cornelius Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. one to Andrell Anthony. That was There was an offsides there, obviously, yeah. but they were able to keep Ohio State on their toes, and late in the game, I think, is when it really paid dividends too, Scotty. As you look at like the last two possessions, is that Ohio State, had to respect the threat of potentially Michigan gaining free yards on the on the ground. They lined up in gun, spread out Ohio State, and Ohio State, when they had to sell out against the run, still had light boxes, and Hassan Haskins was able to do everything he wanted. The offensive yeah. line absolutely dominated all day, man. 
it was it it was a perfectly executed game plan. I thought on it the was. offensive end, it one hundred percent was. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the offense in the second half, the only drive they didn't score a touchdown, they were taking knees because they just won the game. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, I think there was one third and one, and there was one third and two in the second half. I mean, they were just getting everything they wanted. And yeah, yeah. honestly, like the the fir- the pick in the first quarter um, from Cade was was tough, but. The fact that he one responded so well to that was great. Right. But two, I mean, he was. I mean, even the the Andrell Anthony deep ball. Um, yeah, it was an offside, so it was a free play, and it wasn't caught. But that was still a really nice throw. JJ's one throw um, to Roman Wilson was absolutely beautiful. Um, I think most quarterbacks would throw an interception on that play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think both. JJ didn't, um, you know, obviously didn't play nearly as much as Kate, but I thought that they both did a tremendous job um, through the air when they were called upon. Um, and honestly, like, if you told me that we were going to throw or Michigan was going to throw for a hundred less than 200 yards before the game, I would not have thought that was a great sign. Um, but the yeah, the run game, the offensive line, just total dominance, especially in the second half. Um, but I thought that after the after the first interception, um, the only interception, but after the interception in the first quarter, I I feel like that's a that is a play that in the past would totally just derail the game, derail the team. Um, but I was really impressed with how they came. Ohio State had all the momentum. They went up 10-7. Michigan yep. hadn't scored in a while. Um, just super impressed with how the team responded to that. Man, I uh, I'll tell you what, Scotty, I I've been hurt so much in the past that when that interception happened. I kind of just like collapsed on the couch a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, here we go again. Got a chance to go up 14 nothing. Shades of 2017. The Josh Metellus dropped the interception when Michigan yes. was up 14 nothing. You know, like it was like I, I thought Michigan had to come out and play a perfect game mm-hmm. uh, to beat Ohio State. They made critical mistakes in that first half. Uh, coming to mind, obviously, is the, the McNamara interception, also the, the kick catch interference. Oh. And yet they took a halftime lead. So yeah. I like, I was kind of like, man, I, I like, I kind of feel good about that. You know, yeah. they've got a lead and they made some critical mistakes there. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. But I mean, that was looking back at it. That was a really good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look back at the games in, in the past, all the truly heartbreaking losses of Michigan football. And there's always those one or two plays that you know keep you up at night thinking about it years later and that interception happened and yeah i seriously in the stands collapsed down face in palm <laughs> for seriously like three minutes i didn't watch the next couple plays i was just like i'm gonna be thinking about this for the next 10 years every night before i go to bed aren't i yep but no they responded well that and, and the dropped interception yeah 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 that metellus won in 2017 it, it did remind me of that yeah. and the was uh Chat, chat, help me out unless Scotty, you remember who who was it that dropped the interception there before halftime? Oh, uh, was it? Mm. I, I don't remember. I, I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank. Chat, if you could help us out with this one, I, I don't think it was Mike. It wasn't Michael Baird. I don't think. No. Oh man, why am I blanking on that right now? I. I anyways. Oh yeah, R.J. Moulton. Thank you. Appreciate okay, you, yeah, uh, yeah, Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, RJ Moten, man, that thing went right through his hands. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was that was another one too, right? Is yeah. there like you cannot let this happen, but they held Ohio State to a field goal there, which was key. I thought uh, 
because throughout football history, it seems like every dropped interception leads to a touchdown yeah, for definitely. the offense. And I was like, Ohio State's going to score. They're going to go up here at halftime. And I, yeah, you know, huge. and then, and then they're going to get the ball back. They're going to double dip right. here. And I mean, I don't know what happened in that second half. I don't know what that halftime speech was, Scotty. But it was, but it was awesome. Oh my <laughs> God. The force of three and out uh, coming out there. Josh Ross, by the way, on the third up here, man. I mean, he played a hell of a game. I I had said someone asked on the show last week, what was Michigan's biggest weakness on the defensive side of the football? I said linebackers. You know, you've got a true freshman starting in junior Colson. Nakai Hill Green, obviously, he made a couple of uh, tough plays uh, in in that Michigan State game. But Josh Ross, I wasn't sure. I think Justin Rose said he loves Josh Ross. He didn't want to see a lot of them because, you know, they were, he thought that they were going to put him in coverage, things like that. Josh Ross played out of his mind, as did the other linebackers, man. That defensive performance, just top to bottom, all three levels. Yeah. Amazing, man. Dude, yeah. The third and two stop was just huge. I mean, to. Appreciate it, David. Um, <laughs> David, I would have Scotty gave the halftime speech. I would have given a great halftime speech. I don't know if I've ever had more adrenaline in my body than during that game. Um, but yeah, no, the third and two stop from Ross was was huge. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm guessing you've seen the video of uh, of the teams going into the locker room at halftime. It just looked like Michigan wanted them more. It really did. Ohio State looked like they didn't even want to be there. No, they they didn't, dude. They got out physical. Yeah. I mean, the big play, you know, obviously uh, with Ohio State, uh, that uh, was it Brown, I think it was, who ripped off Roman Wilson's helmet. All of a yeah, sudden, yeah, he yeah. turned around and multiple Michigan guys, oh, couple oh, offensive right. linemen, yeah, Eric yeah, all yeah. are over there. I mean, that man, he turned around. He was all fired up. He turned around and said, oh, man, what did I get myself into? Like, yeah. that, that is the edge that Michigan played with. That entire game, they came out ready to go, and man, I said it, and I, I couldn't. I texted Anthony and Chris earlier this week on Tuesday. I said, I don't know what it is. This week just feels different. I yeah. can't explain it. I could just feel it in my bones. I think it was the way that everyone was talking surrounding the Michigan program, yeah. the way Aiden Hutchinson was talking, the, the way Cade was talking, you know, that, hey, you know, we're, we're not going to guarantee anything but we're feeling confident. There was right. there was a, a carrying of themselves throughout the week that just it, – it made kind of an aura surrounding the team in this game. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of felt like that all year. And just like my whole life being a Michigan fan, every year I always have some feeling that this year is going to be different. Um, but just the way that the team was being led by – like Hutchinson, just having him is just so big for the team. Um, what a great leader. <laughs> He should be in New York. He's the best player in college football. Oh my um, god, dude! But and yeah, I, I, like logically and seeing how good Ohio State was, I, I thought, I thought. I mean, I, you saw on the podcast, I picked Ohio State to cover. Um, but I texted my friend Ben on uh, on Tuesday. I was at the press conference, and uh, and Aiden Hutchinson was talking. I texted him after that. I was like, "We're beating Ohio State on Saturday." Because of how fired up I was just listening to Aiden. Like, talking <laughs> yeah. about <it>. Right, <laughs> dude. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I, I I got one here. Uh, Dunny Don said, is Amir, does Luke's voice kind of sound like Randall and Clerks? I'm just glad I'm getting different. Um, I'm getting different comparisons than T-Pain here this week, guys. <laughs> I, I think you can see me clear. I think the voice is good. I think I got my internet fixed. So 
I'm right, here. I hope I hope you guys can see me and, <laughs> and hear me pretty good here this week, man. Because it was pretty important coming off of that Saturday. Uh, but you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson. I, I, I think we should talk about, I mean, that defensive line as a whole was yeah. unreal. But I, I feel like, you know, I, I listened to some different podcasts and whatnot, and uh, particularly some gambling podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And one in particular kind of has talked a lot about this year, about Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo maybe masking um, some things uh, on defense, making him seem better you know, than they are. And if you subscribe to that theory, I understand, but I also don't think you could properly handicap exactly the impact that they have on the game because those two are absolute game wreckers and you saw it against Ohio State. They kept C.J. Stroud off guard. They played good, what seemed a lot like kind of that high two-man shell coverage, which they weren't going to allow Ohio State to get everything over the top. Ohio State worked for everything, Scotty. The two touchdown drives in that second half – 30 plays combined for Ohio State to get those two touchdowns. Michigan's four, a combined 22 plays. Ohio State worked so hard for everything, and they had to make some incredible plays to get that. What, the third and 18, third and 19? That was one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my life, dude. That was one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my life. How did it happen? There should have been a pass interference, but it didn't even matter. I know. I like it. And I've watched the, they like condensed 60 minute version of the games like five times since. And every time, it's funny. I mean, like obviously we won the game and I was so happy about it, but watching the highlights on those plays, I still like get a little frustrated. I'm like, how did, oh, how did they convert that? Like, how did he make that catch? And that was the theme of the game. It was like, you knew Ohio state wasn't going to make it easy, but I mean, yeah. come on, can you, can we get a break? You yeah. know, like just for the sake of my heart, over exactly. here, you know, it really, I mean, my goodness, really could have been like a 42, 13 game. I mean, those last, there was, yeah, there's the third and 19, and that was still in the third quarter. They they might have punted that if they didn't get it. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was the end of the third, right? Yeah, and then they like, ended up getting a fourth the and five later to begin or something. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and there's just great pressure on that play, too, causes Stroud to roll out. Um, and it was really just – it was a great catch. Um, so you got to give them credit there. They did. They definitely, they definitely made people nervous, me definitely being one of those people. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some incredible plays to keep them in the game. Jason White here said it's not how they were taught. It's not just how they were talking, but how they've played all year, never flinch. And, Scotty, you and I have talked about this, man, and Michigan's ability to answer. Yeah. And, you know, thinking back on the season, I, I'm pretty sure the only time this year Michigan has went down in a game, they trailed and they didn't respond with a touchdown – was when Michigan State took a 37-33 lead. I'm pretty sure that's the only time Michigan did not respond with an answer after going down in a game here this year. They did it against Nebraska. They did it against Penn State. Uh, They did it against Ohio State. Ohio State, obviously, yeah, when it was 10-7. I'm trying to think. I can't remember if Wisconsin took... I don't Wisconsin never took that lead, right? They they had the touchdown right before halftime, but it didn't it didn't give them a lead. Yeah. But every time this year, man, if there was a team that that went up on Michigan the very next series, they either went down and kicked a field goal or they scored a touchdown to take the lead once again, all except for one when Michigan State went up 37-33. Even when Michigan State had the two touchdowns to go up 14-13, Michigan went right down and scored on that. I mean, their their ability to not blink this year was just simply not something we saw from a Jim Harbaugh team in exactly. the past. It's just what it was. Yeah. It's just one of those things that it, it felt different this year. It has felt different since 
the Western Michigan game. And that's one of those characteristics that championship teams have to have. And Michigan has it. And they're playing for a championship on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, they, they made it, man. They yeah. made it to it, it doesn't even feel real to say that, but Michigan it, is playing it doesn't. on Saturday. I just go on Instagram all the time and just like just stare at the game, Michigan versus Iowa. Just look at it. And, and I don't know how you guys feel uh, in the chat here as we're live. If you're listening on the pod, obviously, uh, you can leave us a review and, and let us know. But if you're live with us here on the Mason Brew YouTube channel as we're doing this on Monday night, you think back to 2018. Maryland's missed two-point conversion against Ohio State second to last week of the regular season, right? That conversion would have sent Michigan to Indianapolis. Now, if that happened, but everything played out the same, and you know what you know now, and you know what, what this feeling is like here, would you have, like, would you trade what happened in 2018? Like, would you want that have been your first trip to Indy after getting beat by 23 to Ohio State? Or to me, man, this feels so good to beat them, to slay the dragon, and for that to be how you got into the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I, I'm i with you, Luke. I I think now, even, even, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Even the past losses, I mean, now none of that matters. You know, Michigan's on top right now in the present. That's all that matters. Everything leading up to this made this moment so much sweeter. I mean, it's been 10 years since Michigan beat Ohio State. For me personally, um, you know, this is my senior year at Michigan. That was my last game in the big house. So for me, I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, everything that happened before just made this moment sweeter. Yeah, exactly, man. Is is everything, the the trudge through the mud the last few years that – you know, sometimes it takes a lot of heartbreak to appreciate the moments, right? Like, yeah, you know, you can't appreciate the sunshine with no rain. And damn, we were damn near drowning. Like, we were standing in a flood, man. It was it was up here. It, it, it was about chin high was the water at this point coming into this season after last year. But, man, what a job uh, Jim Harbaugh's done. I, I think we got to give him a lot of credit as well. He went through. He made sweeping changes uh, with the coaching staff. Um and the job he's done, you know, giving the reins to a guy like Mike McDonald, who's never called defensive plays before. I mean, what a chance he took on him. He yeah. trusted his brother, John. John said yep. he's got the guy. And Mike has done a fantastic job. Obviously, the defense not is not perfect, but it never was going to be. No. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's just what what a job uh, that entire coaching staff's done. And, and hand up to jo- uh, Josh Gaddis, man. Oh I got to give him a lot of credit too. Yeah. I've 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 been a monster critic of Josh Gaddis, Scotty. Mm-hmm. A monster critic in the past. He called the perfect game on Saturday. Yeah. He's done a great job all year. This team scoring th- like thirty five points a game. Uh, Josh Gaddis, he, he he's gotten it done. Obviously, the offensive line playing a huge part in that. But uh, the, the coaching staff's done an incredible job this year, man. Yeah, there, it was a coaching clinic on Saturday, and it's funny too. I think a, a huge part of this game. Um, was the defense and their ability to ho- hold Ohio State to a couple of those field goals, get those big stops near the red zone. And it's funny, the first brewcast that we did together was after the Michigan State game, you know, one of our lowest points. And we're talking about the how Michigan couldn't execute in the red zone and Michigan State was getting touchdown every time. Now look where we are. Michigan went down. They went into the red zone. Jake Moody didn't even come out for a field goal attempt. Touchdowns every time. Defense made huge stops in there, forcing field goals. It was awesome. 
I think Jake Moody did. I think I saw this stat. He's had one field goal attempt since the Penn State game, something yeah, like that. He hasn't been out there very often. Man. <laughs> I, I love Jake Moody. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but we've we've said we 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 want to see less of Jake Moody unless it's on extra points. Exactly. You know, we, love him we can see we points. can see Jake Moody every possession. I'm fine yeah. with that. I just want him kicking from the two yard line. You exactly. Know? Yeah, we saw plenty of him in the second half after every drive. But yeah, I yeah. love him yeah. kicking <laughs> points. Yeah, I yeah, I mean against Maryland, kicked one at the end of the half after the touchdown got called back. I think that was it. Yeah. Yep. That, that's the, that's the only time. Yeah. The, the, at the end of the first half there, that, yeah. I mean, that's amazing too, right? Is that I, I do respect the coaches uh, for being self-aware. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like obviously Harbaugh, he, he's mentioned it. He's, he's a points per possession guy. And mm-hmm. I understand that, but they also knew, look, if they were just kicking field goals in this game against Ohio state, they didn't win this no. game. No. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't think, I also think touchdowns kind of feed off each other. They got that first one in the, the second half. Then they got the second, and they're like, man, we're just bullying these dudes. Yeah. And then they they had a little more confidence, you know, for, for the rest of the half and the last couple of drives to end that thing. You know, they mm-hmm. were able to go out there. They were able to pick up first downs and go and score touchdowns. And that's how you beat Ohio State, man, yeah. is you go score points, you go score touchdowns. We know that all too well. And them being able to do it, man, oh, it, it's just the, the corner they turn. Remember, I think it was Zach Zinter. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. Uh, after the Michigan State game, uh, I think it was that Monday, he mentioned, he said, you know, we're going to go and we're going to win out. And I think the comment kind of just flew under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, no one really made a big stink about it. I don't know. It's just like, you know, whatever, something a guy says. But honestly, it wasn't as, you know, passionate as Tebow's speech after the loss to Ole Miss. Yeah. But damn, you look back on it and right. it, it's as it's as prophetic, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I used that quote in in one of my articles that day. Um, yeah, I mean, it was easy for a lot of people to jump ship after this, the loss to state, but we kind of talked about it, um, and kind of we knew that Michigan still had everything in front of them, um, and everything fell into place. Uh, it's crazy because I mean, if Michigan State hadn't lost that game to Purdue, I believe they would have gotten that tiebreaker. I went to Indy. Um, But everything fell into place, and Michigan's going to Indy next weekend. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. We can still, you know, talk a little bit, or we can talk quite a bit still uh, about Ohio State, but also, you know, looking ahead, obviously, 
Job's not finished, no. you know, even though I don't know how you feel, man. That felt like a Super Bowl win to me. So I'm <laughs> glad I'm not playing. Cause I don't know how I, I don't know how you get up after this weekend, I man. I don't know as a player how, how you just continue to roll. I, I don't understand it because I I can barely think ahead to Iowa here. I, I just keep yeah. reliving the weekend. So I'm glad I've got no effect on the outcome. I'm glad <laughs> that's up to the coaches and the players because I know mentally I probably wouldn't be there. Yeah. But that would be tough. It, it's I mean, on paper, everything played out perfectly, right? Yeah. With Michigan winning, uh, Iowa coming back to beat Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell that performance was from Wisconsin against yeah. Minnesota on Saturday night. They had looked so, a lot better, too, in the, in previous weeks. That was, that was surprising. That's the thing. Like, I honestly – I'll be honest with you. I was thinking ahead a little bit. I was like, if Michigan somehow finds a way – I don't want them to see Wisconsin because that would be such a tough matchup in the Big Ten championship game coming off the most emotional win you've had since 2011. It's just so hard to beat a team twice too. I, yeah, I was, I was a good team. Um, I mean, it's going to, it's, it's not going to be easy, um, but there's no reason Michigan shouldn't win that game. Um, Yeah. I personally would much rather see Michigan playing Iowa than Wisconsin. Wisconsin ever since the Michigan loss had looked like a much better team. Um, yeah, I was really surprised. Minnesota's just been a weird team. I mean, they lose to Bowling Green. Um, they lose. They lost another maybe to Illinois or something. Um, but and then they and then they win their big rivalry game against Wisconsin. Um, it's just been a weird year for them. Um, but yeah, I would. I definitely much rather see Iowa. Um, you know, they're they are they are a really good team. They're in the Big Ten championship for a reason. It should be a good game. Um, I mean, but, they yeah. were number two at one point in exactly, the season. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it should be a, should be a tight game, um, but like I said, I I don't see any reason why Michigan shouldn't win that game. For sure, I, I think T. White makes a good point here. He said, "Little bro, still drunk when spoilers smacked him. Can't let that happen." And I mean, that's a thing, right? Like Michigan State was coming off an incredibly emotional win against Michigan. They go to Purdue. And Purdue jumped up on him. Like, that's what Purdue does. But I also feel like that's kind of what Iowa does. Like, Iowa, you go look at the box scores from earlier this year and some of the games that they won. Even the the, the very first game of the season, I think, uh, Indiana, they didn't dominate the box score. I think they got dominated in the box score against Iowa State. Uh, yeah. No one understands how that game even, you know, happened the yeah. way that it did. A lot of those early season Iowa big wins were like, how did they win that game? You know, yeah. that's why that's what makes that team dangerous, to be yeah. honest with you, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. That Iowa State game really, I mean, every facet of the game Iowa State dominated in. And then there I think I think Iowa State had four four just bad turnovers that totally changed the game. Um and Iowa's been able to do that to a lot of teams, is get teams to turn the ball over. And I think that's gonna be really interesting on Saturday because that's one of Michigan's strengths is not turning the ball over. Um so that's going to be a big part of the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Iowa's defense, I think, certainly will will present some challenges. Um, but I think that Michigan's defense is really going to really be able to shut down Iowa's offense. I mean, Iowa also against Penn State, if, if, if Clifford doesn't get hurt, I don't think that Iowa even comes close to winning that game. Hummus Hero says, you ended the Buckeye reign of terror on the Big Ten. Congrats to the team up north on a great win in season. We will be back, though. Go Buckeyes, and good luck to the team up north in the postseason. Go forth and win the big. Yeah, we, we know you'll be back. There's no question about that. We, we understand. 
um, yeah, felt definitely felt good to to get this one, and and hopefully it's a little bit more of a rivalry moving forward after this one. You yeah. know, I, I think there's a good chance of that happening. You you got to get that first one to to keep it moving. Uh, we'll see what happens, but definitely definitely going to enjoy this one. Uh, our, our us Michigan fans, no question about that. But uh, appreciate the the respect that you show Hummus Hero. You know, we we always got to uh, get a little uh, good respect in the rivalry for sure. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. But uh, I also like this comment from uh, Kicking Chicken. I, I don't want to go without uh, mentioning Mike Hart here. He said, Mike Hart is a huge reason why we won his hate for Ohio State and MSU and the way he ran the ball at this time. There's no one anyone could say he's a great coach. I would say I'm pretty sure that's supposed to say can't or he's not a great coach. I'm I'm a little little confused on the wording there. But we have to we, we got to give Mike Hart his props, man, is, is he came back and – just look at what the running backs did. Obviously, Sharon Moore, what he's done with the offensive line is, is truly incredible as yeah, well, yeah. and he deserves all the credit in the world. But the running backs this year, and even the way Donovan Edwards has progressed, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Breakout like, game against Maryland, that was awesome. Right, exactly. Uh, Mike Hart has done such an incredible job with this uh, running backs room, but I also think there there's more to it, like Kick a Chicken kind of just said, is that he interjected some of that toughness. Now, I know Mike Hart uh, – he didn't beat Ohio State. I get it. But he, he injected, you know, a lot of that toughness and mindset on these guys. And I think gave them a little confidence that that they could go out and have a spectacular season. Yeah, definitely. It was really cool. I'm, I'm so happy that Michigan made that hire. What a great hire. Just, I mean, growing up for me, you know, that was when I first started watching Michigan football. I remember my first game was uh, was 2006, Michigan against Iowa. 20-6 uh, to 6 win. Hopefully we get a similar result this Saturday. Um, but Mike Hart was obviously the running back during that time. And now just to come back and Haskins uh, touchdowns, this is more touchdowns the Michigan running back has had in the year since Mike Hart. So I just think it's really cool to see him, um, you know, coming in here, teaching all of them to break some of his records. It's just awesome. And Blake Corum, man, going out there and just giving it his all. You could tell he wasn't 100%. But he would have taken that one to the house if he was. Oh, he, yeah, no question. No one was catching him if he was healthy. But uh, he he gave it his all. I think he did come back in after that run, I think, a little bit later in the game. He had a nice run uh, inside the red zone. But you could it was it was pure adrenaline for Blake Cora, man. Oh, yeah. You could tell that high ankle sprain was no joke. And he was he was hobbling a little bit out there. But, man, it, that's that's the kind of mentality surrounding this that's game, cool. though, right? Yeah. Like he was like, I'm not missing this game and I'm gonna give it my all. I don't care what it takes to, yeah. to go out and beat these guys. It's awesome because you know, it's kind of the same kind of thing with Eric All against Penn State. You know, he said yeah. he, he wasn't really sure if he was gonna go out, and then as soon as he's out on the field, warm-ups, the adrenaline takes over, he goes and wins the game for Michigan. And Blake Corum, uh, that same drive, <laughs> great comment. Um, Blake Corum on that drive with the long touchdown run. I mean, that was a three play drive and the first yeah. two plays he got Michigan all the way down the field. Um, and that was, that was a huge drive. So. And then the very awesome. next play, uh, Lewis Blake kind of mentioned it here. He said, Eric all still blocking people off the field. That next yeah. play after the big Corum run was Eric all as a lead blocker and Hassan yep. Haskins literally just pushed him. Yeah. And, <laughs> yep, and, and he said, I'm following you into the end zone, big yeah. guy. And I think that's underrated. I think a, a lot now, obviously the offensive line dominated in the trenches, but if you go back and watch, and I can't get enough, I, I've, I've watched I've watched twice already today. I watched it yesterday. I watched it Saturday night. I just, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. Um, but the way the receivers and the tight ends block, yeah. man, oh my God, Mike yeah. Sanders still is an incredible 
incredible blocking receiver. The way Andrell Anthony's come up to speed in blocking out in space as a true freshman. All of those guys, the running game is nowhere near as efficient on Saturday if you're not getting the the blocking from the receivers that you got on the outside. Truly remarkable across the board. And I don't know who gets credit for that. I would guess Josh Gaddis because he's the receiver's coach. I don't mm-hmm. know if the receivers are working with Sharon Moore or anything like that, but they are some of the best blocking receivers you're going to see in the country. It, it's it's awesome to see. I mean, everybody's just on the same. Everybody just wants to win. Everyone's on the same page. You yeah. know? Sometimes you see quarterbacks or receivers getting mad because they're not getting to throw the ball or the receivers are getting mad because they're not getting to get all these big catches, but everybody just wants to win. It's a team mentality and everybody just does their job. And I mean, that's just the best thing that you get, the best characteristic you can have on the team. Um, and yeah, it's, it's the run game. Obviously Michigan's running backs are extremely talented, but it takes everybody and right. everybody's on the same page and everybody's doing their job. And damn, did they have a lot of space, man? I think Michigan yeah. accumulated over a hundred yards before contact on yeah. Saturday. Yep. It was insane. I mean, that, that that drive we were just talking about with, with uh, the two runs from Blake and then Haskins finishing it off, I mean, that's one of my favorite drives to watch, just three straight running plays right down the field. I mean, and yeah, I don't – like, there was just so much space. It's, it's just so fun to watch. It was – I mean, there is nothing better than – that right like it's it's fun to watch a a, an efficient passing attack you're taking the top off the defense like what ohio state uh, against michigan state last week like that's that's fun to watch if you're an ohio state fan obviously but i've never experienced like that like domination against a very good team at the point of attack in the trenches just knowing them knowing that you are going to run the football and there is literally nothing they can yeah. do about it. There's right. there's nothing like that in the game of football. And I know we're, we're going to more pass heavy. We talked about it after Washington. Can they throw the football? What we saw Saturday, man, there is, if Michigan could win every game doing just that, there is beating the will of your opponent, beating the will out of your opponent to where they, they have none. They had none at the end of the game defensively. Yep. It, it, it it's an amazing, amazing thing to watch happen. It really is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that Washington game, that was another just, I mean, really the whole season. And that's what's, that's what's so great about Harbaugh's first win against Ohio State. Everybody has just been, you know, giving him crap for the last five years, ever since he's gotten to Michigan, saying, oh, you know, he's got to adapt. Like, you're not going to be able to win these games running the football. That's exactly what Michigan did on Saturday, and it was pure domination. And when and it, yeah, I mean that was just the perfect game plan. When they did need to throw, they made the plays. It was just perfect execution, perfect game plan. Yep, it was. I can't commend him enough, man. Literally top to bottom. Uh, yep. I don't think anyone had a bad game at all. It was just I, the secondary held up against the, the best receivers in the country, man. Like, mm-hmm. look. They made some great plays, obviously. Yeah. The, the Chris Olave mossing of, I believe it was DJ Turner on the yeah. sideline. I mean, what do you do? They were in great position. Those plays are going to happen against that team yeah. at the end. He's of the an NFL wide receiver, you know? It happens. Right. Exactly. Um, so I thought the secondary, and I think, you know, uh, former uh, Mason Brew member, uh, Steven Ossetoski, I think he pointed it out. Vincent Gray from last year to this year. Oh, oh. my gosh. Holy what, man. Yeah. I mean, Michigan was, last year is getting torched for over 300 yards by Rocky Lombardi, and now they're holding Ohio State's 
passing attack to just 27 points against them. I mean, yeah, he is, he's got to be up there for most improved player. Yeah. And I also, I think Joel Klatt did a good job on the broadcast kind of talking about it too. Guys like Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith, Ojabo and Hutchinson don't exist without those guys. Mm -hmm. And you look back at it. I remember Anthony and I did the preview pod. And I, I picked Michigan to go nine and three. I know I sold them short guys, but a lot of people, you know, they, they were like, no, you're drinking the blue Kool-Aid. There's no way they're winning nine games, yada, yada, yada. But the thing I kept pointing to man was the 2019 class and it was the best in the big 10 and those interior defensive linemen, you signed Chris Hinton in that class and you signed Mozzie Smith in that class. And the third year is when those interior defensive linemen, it starts to click for those guys. They've been in the strength program for a couple of years. They've seen how the defense works. They they understand how to play inside in those techniques, taking on double teams and just eating blocks so other guys can go. And I, I mentioned that. And, and I sold the 2019 class short, 10 starters in that class yesterday. For, wow. in, in that game and that's what it takes man it's it one yeah. recruiting class 2018 was a great class 2019 mm-hmm. was a great class but just one of those recruiting classes can change your fortune as a program and i think we saw that come to fruition on saturday yeah 100 percent. i mean those guys have been huge i mean it really is just remarkable to see the strides taken from last year obviously i mean like last year was just a weird season but i mean the team was two and four the defense right. was just not good um i mean yeah i i had the same record prediction as you nine and three at the beginning of the season and i yeah nobody uh in maize and brew had more than nine wins predicted um i don't think anybody saw 11 and one beating ohio state going to the big 10 title after last year no <laughs> yeah nobody uh i think what was the vegas over under on michigan wins this year six and a half seven and a half something six like that and a half or seven and a half yeah yeah i, I mean this has been over i mean i i think jim harbaugh is the coach of the year in the big 10 i don't know i agree i mean obviously mel tucker he's done a great job um you know he's a great coach michigan state is having a similar season to michigan where they had a really rough past couple of years obviously last year too um and and they're they had a much better year. Uh, they're a good team. He's a great coach. But for Harbaugh to, to come back, all the critics two and four last year to beat Ohio State. And this Ohio State team is is the Ohio State team that everybody just a week ago was talking about, saying they are the best chance to beat Georgia. And Harbaugh, yeah, and Michigan just defeated them. And I mean, he's got to be coach of the year for sure, for sure. And then we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but. Uh... I'm I'm hoping Michigan plays an Indy twice this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at the way things are lining up, and a win next week could present a favorable semifinal matchup for Michigan for sure. Right, right, right. Got to get through. Got to get through Saturday, but we can look ahead. We don't have an impact on the game. We already established that a little bit earlier, man. So, yeah, it was. Uh, that was that was one of the best Saturdays I've had in a while this weekend, man. I still like it's does it still feel surreal to you at oh, all because it, it honestly does feel surreal to me it's it's I can't even describe the feeling like it's I just never thought I don't know I some for some reason I just like thought Michigan is never going to beat Ohio State for the rest of my life and uh, obviously that was a negative way to think but it just didn't feel like it could happen because I I, I barely even remember when it happened in 2011 
Um, so yeah, it's, it really is an unreal feeling. Um, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. 2011, it was awesome, right? Because yeah. you finally got to beat Ohio state, but at the end of the day, that was also a six and six Ohio state team, exactly. you know, and that's not taking anything away uh, from that game because it was awesome. And beating Ohio state, I don't care if Ohio state's got zero wins coming into the game, man, beating mm-hmm. them is going to feel good. But right. to, to beat the number two team in the land, to beat a coach that hadn't lost a big 10 game yet and to send you to Indy on it, it's just, it, it feels a little different. It just does. It does. You know, it, it just, like I said, I don't think that everything leading up to this point just made for a absolutely perfect moment on Saturday. It was, it was, it was amazing. Everyone on the field. How long did you stay down there? By well, the way, it, it took a while to get down there. Um, <laughs> Dude, probably... the, 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 it was crazy because the field was completely covered and it still looked like the stands were full. Yeah. And my mind was tripping. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's exactly what, what Jim said today in the press conference. Um, he was he was asked about like his best moments. He was like, Man, I saw the field's completely full and the stands are completely full. Like he was like, They might have there might have been a few more thousand than the hundred eleven thousand they had listed. But yeah, that was it was crazy. It it, it took about 20 to 30 minutes to get just onto the field. And then I was probably only on the field for like two minutes, I would say. Okay. At that point, people were starting to exit. Um, I, I, the lines to get into the stadium were insane. So I didn't get into this, <laughs> especially the student lines. I didn't get in until right before kickoff. Thankfully did not miss a second of the game. Yeah. Um, well, I, I saw that. So out. you could see, you could see on the broadcast, you could tell that there must've been something there because the top part of the student section wasn't quite full yet yeah. uh, at kickoff as it, and it got full, you know, for, for the game. So I figured the student line must've been just insane. absolutely insane. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I'll get to the stadium at like 11 15, you know, 11 20. I'll be fine. Nope. I was in line for like 40 minutes. <laughs> oh my God, crazy. man. Were you were you starting to lose it a little bit as it got oh, closer yeah, to noon? I get, I get nervous. I'm like, I cannot miss a second of this game. And thankfully got got into my seat like two minutes before kickoff. But it was it was stressful for sure. I was very stressed. Oh man, I, I love it. Also, real quick, Lewis Blake said those all blue uniforms are looking better and better. I love them and I think you nope. gotta rock with them now, dude. I think I, I think you do. In big games, you have to rock the all blues at home. You, I don't yeah. think you have a choice after Saturday. I mean, yeah, Michigan just beat Ohio State and the all blues wear those every single game for the rest of eternity. I don't care. Seriously. I I don't need, you know, oh, start yeah, a new you can start a new tradition. I'm cool yeah. with that. I mean, it took you ten years to beat Ohio State. You might as well <laughs> yeah. better no no better time than the present to start a new tradition right now. Yeah, those look good too. They, they look fantastic. I mean, they look great for the maze out, obviously, because of the contrast. But, yeah. man, they, they just look good anytime. Yeah. I love them. I love them, too. You think you think Ohio State will let them wear, let them wear the all-maze next year, Thanksgiving weekend? Maybe. Um, maybe they have a little more uh, pride than Penn State. I can't believe that, man. Um, that, was, that was ridiculous, man. Yeah. I also love I, – I don't know – because there is bad blood between Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day, and I absolutely love it. Uh, love yeah. the born on born on oh, third yeah. base. Think he hit a triple line. I mean, you know, that he didn't awesome. say it was Ryan Day, but everyone knows it was Ryan, it was Day. Ryan Day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what? It, I mean, I love that because Ryan Day said that they were going to hang a hundred points on Michigan. Absolutely. Well, gonna, yeah, yeah. And, and then you got then you got people on Twitter being like. 
Oh, classless. I saw one actually because I love Schadenfreude. So I went and read some articles in the Columbus Dispatch and things like that. And uh, it was like five takeaways, you know, from that. It was like uh, Harbaugh can't show humility or what, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you're going to put that out there, if you're Ryan Day, like, hey, guess what? Like, you're yep. going to get headshots back. Exactly. Like, that's how it's always going to work. Yep. And that's what makes the Michigan Ohio State rivalry so great. I mean, and there was the there's going to be bulletin board material from both sides every year, and there's going to be ton of it, a ton of it. I mean, Ohio State's they had that uh, player posted video stomping on the JJ McCarthy jersey yep. earlier this week. I mean, and I honestly I love that stuff like that. Yeah. Like that doesn't that didn't offend me or anything, and I don't offend the players. Like that's what makes this rivalry sort of special, yeah. though, too, right? Is there is legitimate hatred oh, across yeah. the aisle? Oh yeah, I mean i I hate Ohio with all my heart. That's yeah. how I was raised. And, uh, and, I, and I fully expect them to hate Michigan, you exactly. know, like that's, you know, and, and then we, we coexist somehow in that dynamic. I mean, dude, one of my best friends is an Ohio state fan. So, I mean, they've got a few good people there, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, one of my best friends is an Ohio state fan. I've met a lot of pleasant people from Ohio. Um, right. Yeah, for, for sure. Like, but when it comes, when it comes <laughs> to Thanksgiving weekend, yeah, we don't like each other that it's much. All you know? it well, all actually hate. probably it's, it's actually more like 365 days a year, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll call it coexist the three to 64. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. I also, uh, real quick be- before we start wrapping this thing up here, when you look, when you look back at it, um, I, I do think they did, they took a different approach to this game this year. And I do think it paid dividends. They started acknowledging that Ohio state yes. was yeah. the dragon that they needed to slay. And they started putting this game on a pedestal. Yeah. They had the beat Ohio drill. They put, what are you doing to beat Ohio State up in the weight room? They made sure every single one of these players was confronted with the fact that they have not beat Ohio State. Yeah. And they had to think about that every single day. No matter who the opponent you were prepping for, in the, in the back of your mind, you knew at the end of the season you were playing to go beat Ohio State. And I do think that that helped this team get over the hump on Saturday. I totally agree because Ohio State has had that emphasis on the game the whole time. And I believe this was the first game that Michigan Ohio State have had since since Michigan started doing that. I think it was after 2019, and then obviously there was no game last year. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And they also had the they had the Ryan Day quote that they're going to hang a hundred on Michigan up in the locker room for a while too. Um, yeah, that definitely. I mean, it's the truth. The Ohio State game means more than any other game on the schedule. And no question. To, yeah, and everybody has to know that you have to prepare for it all year. That's what it takes to win that game. I, I'm, I just got to calm down D Brown here. He said, was this the biggest win in program history? I say, yes, let's, let's not get carried away here. Michigan's got a bunch of national championships, man. That's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like let's, let's, let's pump the brakes on that one a little bit. All right. You know, uh, one as recent as 97 too. There were a couple big wins <laughs> in that year. Uh, we'll see though. Hey, if Michigan is, shocks the world and go wins a natty, maybe That's we, maybe we can be, we can talk about a national title win this year as the biggest win in program history. For sure, for sure. Also, yeah, uh, Hummus Hero, he mentioned this. I got some texts earlier about this real quick as, as we wrap it up. Brian Kelly is expected to accept an offer to be the new LSU head coach. I, I saw that. I saw the report earlier, and then I had a, a couple people text me uh, that it's it's a legit thing that he's probably going to go there. It could be an announcement as, as close as tomorrow, Wow, uh, which is absolutely wild. Yeah, especially considering Notre Dame, they could be in the college football playoff this year if if yeah, things seriously. fall in place this year. 
so I it, it, that blows my mind, right? Yeah. Is like Notre Dame's got a legit shot of making the college football yeah. playoff as that fourth team in, you know, depending on what happens in that Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Though I don't even Notre Dame probably going to be in even over Oklahoma State, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know because because the college football playoff committee they didn't really value Oklahoma that well, even when they were undefeated, they were ranked eighth. So I don't know how much stock the committee's yeah, exactly. going to put into that. They're playing a couple lost Baylor team in the Big 12 championship game. I don't know, man. Like, what happens then? Does Does Brian Kelly coach in the college football playoff, right. even if he accepts the LSU job? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, that's a huge thing to kill some focus with your team. I mean, man, no obviously, kidding. that's a huge distraction. Um, yeah, no, that would be – the coaching carousel this year is going to be something something crazy. I'll tell you oh, what. Already watching Riley. Yeah, watching, you know, everything surrounding the coaching carousel this year. LSU, until now, struggling to attract a big name. Uh, Florida going uh, with Gillespie there. And USC, obviously, making a huge splash with Lincoln Riley. That was That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm just glad I, Michigan – you look back at him, man. I'm so glad Michigan didn't get involved last year. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> Dodge the bullet, man. Dodge the bullet. Things could not have worked out any better. Oh, man. Nothing better. They beat Ohio State in a chance to win the Big Ten Championship on Saturday. Yep. I can't wait. Let's go nice it. Let's tonight. keep it rolling, man. I want to see him play at least three more games, you yep. know? Yep, 100%. Ab- absolutely. Scotty, where can we find you on social media, my friend? You guys can give me a follow uh, at Scotty White underscore on Twitter. Um, that is where I'm most active on social media. That's where I'm doing all my tweeting during the game, so you can follow me there. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Brewcast Show page as well as the Maize and Brew uh, Twitter page at Maize and Brew. Uh, Brewcast Show page is just at Brewcast Show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we really appreciate you guys, man. Love the comments. I love the engagement. I love all of you for sure. Uh, subscribe if you haven't yet to the Maize and Brew YouTube page. We hit over 5,000 subscribers. Thank you to all. Uh, who are subscribed, make sure you give the video a like button. Uh, we really appreciate that as well. Uh, as if you're listening on the podcast, you can join us Monday nights at around 7.30 uh, for the live recording of Brewcast, or if you just like listening to the pod later, we appreciate that too. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review for all of our podcasts, man. We got so many good ones. We got Blue by 90 that just joined us. We got Recruiting, Future Brew. I mean, we are loaded with the pods. We give you your Michigan fix, no question about that. We're going to keep it going through football season, hopefully a heck of a basketball season and hockey season as well. So for Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.